welcome back to Around the Table, the podcast for Redemption Women. My name is Dina Rogers. And I'm Caitlin Anderson. We're from Redemption Church in Tempe, Arizona, where the women gather around the table, immerse ourselves in scripture, and disciple one another toward Jesus. If you are following along with us this season in our prayer journal, Lord Teach Us to Pray, you should be around week four, Hannah's Desperate Supplication. We're going to talk about that today, and we're so thankful to have our friend Suzanne at the table with us today. So welcome, Suzanne, and can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just your age and stage, and what's going on with you? Got it. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, I was just saying I was a huge podcast nerd, so this is a very exciting experience for me today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I am 34 years old and uh, married, and I've been married for going on nine years uh, this uh, coming May. And um, yeah, I'm the Redemption Kids Director here, and I've been coming to Redemption Tempe for going on 13, 14 years. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. (laughs) We're so excited to have you here, Suzanne. I'm so excited to get into your story a little bit more uh, in a little bit. But first, Dina, this week we're sitting Hannah. And as long as I've known you, Hannah has been a story that you just love. I think it was one of the first things that we ever talked about was the story of Hannah. Can you just tell us a little bit about the story of Hannah and what you love about it so much? Yes, of course. So first of all, Hannah was uh, was married to a man who had two wives and the other wife had kids and she didn't. So she was a woman who struggled with infertility and had a desperate desire to have a baby. Um, in her culture, that mattered so much. And it matters in our culture today as well. But back then, women's value was really connected with their ability to bear children. And so that was a big deal for her. Um, And I just love the way Hannah prayed. I love that in her prayer, I was studying the names of God a few years ago and really started to love Hannah because when she prayed, she prayed to Jehovah Sabaoth, Mm. the God who fights for me. (laughs) The only other time in all of scripture that that name is is used of God is when there's a big battle. But here is a woman who knew that she could ask God to fight for her. Hmm. And I just love that about her. And then of course, I love how Hannah's story in her timing became a much better story when she was able to have it fulfilled through in God's timing. Hmm. God's story was so much better. Hmm. And so I just love that about her. I love her prayer of thanksgiving and how that impacted Mary. And, oh, I could talk about Christmas when I talk about Mary. So (laughs) I'll step back for now. But, yeah, I love Hannah's story. Oh, and I love how much you love Hannah's story. And, Suzanne, your story is one that I've had the privilege of following, Mm -hmm. too. I've known you since before you were married to Martin. You worked in (laughs) children's ministry and seen you get married. Um, Would you just kind of walk us through your journey and how – prayer has played an important part in that. Definitely. Um, Yeah, I just realized that whenever I was introducing myself, I forgot to also say that I I have two children (laughs) because that is a recent uh, phenomenon. Uh, But um, yeah, a boy and a girl, uh, 10 and 13 months. And so we'll uh, get into their story. And I do not promise that I'm not going to cry. I'm not one of those people that says like, oh, I'm just going to try not to cry. No, I probably will cry (laughs) and I will hopefully be able to, you know, just just get through it. But um, yeah, so uh, kind of our our whole story. Um, we so like I said, we've been married for nine years. Um, whenever we first got married, 
I thought, you know, I, I want to wait to have kids, but had always just imagined that we would have kids, that it wouldn't be very difficult, whatever, um, because I'd always worked with kids. I love kids. Um, that's been my career. And so it just was kind of this thing of like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to have kids. Like, that's just kind of be part of it. Um, and uh, about probably two years into marriage, a year or year and year and some change into marriage, we um, started uh, trying to have kids and it just wasn't working. And um, we were kind of like, all right, you know, I know it takes some time, whatever, um, but uh, kind of months turned into years, and we started going to doctors, doing different things. Um, we ended up going to probably about four different doctors, had just about every single test that you can imagine, um, and every single one came up just they don't know, and it's super helpful <laughs> uh, to have that lovely diagnosis of uh, unexplained infertility, but uh, there we were, so we kind of were just like, all right, God, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why this is happening. And there was many tearful uh, months and um, just those times of being very frustrated. And especially as I watched a lot of um, my friends and especially people at church, you know, continue on in this uh, milestone that I had yet to achieve. And so, um, yeah, probably uh, about, um, yeah, a few years after trying, we decided to uh, do fertility treatments, and um, we did uh, two different, uh, not not like the you know most invasive that you can get, but um, still pretty invasive. <laughs> and uh, we did two rounds of those, very expensive as well, and um, neither one worked. And so again, we were like, okay, we've tried this, and still nothing. And so. Um, we, we prayed, we uh, thought through things, talked to different people, and um, decided to uh, pursue foster care. Um, and <laughs> thinking like, oh, maybe this is the way we can have kids. And uh, it uh, definitely was as hard as everybody says that it is. Uh, mm -hmm. We d went through all the classes, did the whole thing. We um, ended up fostering two babies. So the first one, we, we had our team around us. We got everybody all trained up and it was just like the most wonderful thing. Everybody was rooting for us. And then we had a, a newborn uh, baby boy for two days and he went back to his mom because of all the different things in the system. You can just never really know what you're getting into with foster care. You kind of just say yes and go from there and see what happens. You just are kind of cracking yourself wide open. And so we uh, did that. And then after that, we kind of took a month break or a few months break. And um, then we ended up fostering a, a baby girl for about four months. And um, she went back with her uh, grandmother, which it's a good situation. She is extremely loved and cared for. And we got mm -hmm. to go to her first birthday. It was everything. But again, hearts cracking wide open. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, we went into this thinking that this was how you're going to build our family, which is definitely not what foster care is for. It's supposed to be a, you know, ministry of reconciliation and to try to, um, you know, build up families, but uh, sometimes it does result in adoption, and that's what we kind of thought maybe eventually this will happen, but mm. after all of that, we just decided, you know what, maybe um, this isn't for us. Took about uh, six months off, then we started doing, like, acupuncture and, like, anything possible and <laughs> um, different things, which actually, it was lovely. Like, I was, it was a lovely year of uh, feeling very relaxed and um, doing that kind of thing, but uh, yeah, and in the midst of that, um, God actually revealed something to me that uh, then started off this wonderful journey of prayer and, um, uh, yeah, kind of the, the beginning of, of our story with that, and so... The, the, the hummingbird story. And yeah, I, I love the story. <laughs> we're, we're so ready for it. So tell us how that all happened. 
Um, so uh, right before we started acupuncture, we decided or we, we went on a camping trip and um, it was kind of in the midst of that, like, all right, wh- where are you going with this? How are you going to build our family, God? Um, and we uh, it was like up on the um, on the rim, kind of close to Payson. And it was this glorious sunset. We like hiked up to the rim where you could just see everything. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And um, I just w- was spending some time in, in prayer with God and like kind of just, uh, you know, uh, being in awe of his creation, and um, I felt that he was telling me, uh, this time next year, you will have your babies, and <laughs> I definitely heard uh, babies plural, and sometimes when you hear things from God, you're kind of just like, uh, is that me? Is that, like, you know, something weird that I ate? I don't know. Like, it could be anything, but um, I'd actually just finished reading Genesis whenever Abraham just said, like, okay, like, whenever God told him, like, hey, you're going to have a kid and it's going to be crazy and it's going to start off the whole, this, you know, whole nation, everything like that. Mm -hmm. And he just said, okay, I guess that's what you're going to do. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give this a shot. Okay, God, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if this is what you're saying, okay. And um, right after. Did you tell Martin? Uh, not immediately. No. (laughs) Um, it was like, he was, you know, sitting next to me and kind of a little bit further away, but I, uh, yeah, just in that moment in my brain, I was just like, all right. And then I looked down to my left and um, hadn't seen any other wildlife really at all. And we see these uh, two hummingbirds uh, right by each other. Um, and mm. oh, here we go. <laughs> and they were uh, by the same bush. And um, it, like God said, yes, this is this is what I mean. This is that like, I'm going to give you your babies. And this is a tangible reminder of that. And um yeah. So, but that was a year before anything started happening on the next part of our journey. And yeah. <laughs> wow, Suzanne, that uh, you are a crier, but I'm not a crier. And you know that about me. And yep. I have tears in my eyes. I have, this is the first time I've heard that story. And that oh, is wow. so beautiful that God gave you that beautiful message and the sign of the hummingbirds and your faith in that and trust to say, okay, mm-hmm. is, oh. <laughs> love that thank you so much for sharing that so tell us what happened next tell us if you ever wondered if you got your wires crossed or you know what happened over the next year oh absolutely so that was the year that I was like okay maybe I'm gonna get pregnant with twins and I would just I started praying for twins which my friend who uh has been pregnant with twins and has two twin boys was like you're completely insane um <laughs> be careful and I was like oh but it would just be great um and so uh yeah so I just thought okay I'm gonna get pregnant with twins and this acupuncture is gonna work and I'm gonna change my diet I'm gonna you know go off of coffee that was rough (laughs) and uh we you know did all these different things and just still nothing and so it really was just about a year and uh so finally after pouring all the money and time and energy into that, uh, we kind of reached another point of like, okay, if this, this might just be our life. Like we might just be aunt and uncle and be a part of, you know, all of our friends, kids lives and everything like that. And, um, I, I still lamented it, but it, I got to a better place with it where I could kind of say, okay, God, like just, I've, I've tried, like, I don't know what to do anymore. So, um, just, take over, like whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and I, I will just keep walking with you, even if I'm not okay with it. 
And um, probably about a week later, uh, we get an email from a, a good friend of ours asking if uh, we would be interested in adopting his niece. <laughs> And we said, what? <laughs> and thinking, you know, it had to do with foster care. And so we're like, mm, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Like, we've been down that road, whatever. And But then we prayed and we're like, you know what? Sure. Why not? Like, let's give it a shot. Just kind of see what God does. So we took that next step for that. And um, yeah, things just kept unfolding. And then um, about a week after that, uh, was approached by another friend uh, here at church and um she asked if we would be willing to uh, adopt their then uh, foster son, whose case was moving towards adoption. And we just laughed, <laughs> like, all right. Um, and again, just thinking, like, this has anything to do with foster care. Like, it's never a guarantee. Like, who knows what's actually going to happen? So we kind of just said, you know what? All right, sure, why not? Because, like, it probably neither one will work out. But, you know, if maybe one does and maybe this is how God builds our family, like, we're open to it. So mm-hmm. we opened our license again, did all the different stuff, and everything just fell into place. Everything was very easy, like suspiciously easy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, and then we just we kept taking the steps. And um, then uh, in November of this past year, uh, not that long ago, but it sure feels like a long time ago, um, we were uh, placed with both of them as their uh, current foster placement, but eventual adoptive pl- placement. And we have an adoption date for our son and um, are working on getting an adoption date for our daughter, but we have had these two uh, beautiful little creatures in our home for uh, since November, and our life has been completely exploded. <laughs> oh, how amazing! I love it. And did you did the hummingbird story stay in the back of your mind? And did what did it make you think about? Did it change how you felt about God's speaking to us? Um, yeah, absolutely. Like just how, I think one of the things is that he is so unpredictable and he doesn't follow our formulas. Mm -hmm. Um, he is just, he's God. He knows what he's doing. He knows us better than anybody else knows us. And so whenever we try to fit him into a mold or fit him into the expectations of what we think life should be, um, inevitably he is going to change that and is going to mold that because he knows what is the best way for us and he knows how to expertly write our story even when none of it makes sense to us. So, right. yeah, definitely that. And I, I think it was in the back of my mind a little, but um, it wasn't like – I think I don't think it was like exactly a year, so I was like, oh, I'm not really sure, but I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. love that he gave you the hummingbirds to – carry with you throughout that whole year <laughs> and as a signpost of hey it was me and your story the whole time mm-hmm. we were talking earlier um before we came on that um about hannah's story and how you read it when you were in the midst of this longing for children and in the midst of um the struggle to have children and how you've read it now after having children can you talk just a little bit about her how her story has changed for you 
Definitely. Um, so when I first read Hannah's story, it was very tempting to read it when I'm in the midst of wondering how God is going to grow our family and feeling the struggle and feeling that disappointment. Um, it was very easy to read Hannah's story and roll my eyes and say, sure, another person who, oh, well, you just never know like what could happen because look what happened with this person. Um, so it was very easy to kind of dismiss it. Uh, and I, I recognize that God moved through that, but I was like, that doesn't mean that this is what you're going to do through me. And I actually think at one point I did pray. I was like, Hey, I'll like not cut his hair or whatever. Is that what you want me to say? Like, cause she said something about like, Oh, he's going to be a Nazarite. We'll make sure that, you know, all this stuff happens. So I was like, is that the trick? Is that the magic word? God, is that what's going to get me pregnant? No. Okay, cool. Um, but it didn't work that way. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, now actually after, uh, having kids and after seeing a little bit more of how God's writing that story with us, uh, I saw more of how Hannah reacted to it and how she pressed into God rather than running away from him mm -hmm. um, to the point where she was praying in the temple and people thought that she was drunk and were trying to like get her out of there because she looked like she was like going insane and she's like, no, I'm just really sad and I want to be with God right now and I want to go to him and it's so easy whenever God isn't meeting our expectations to turn away from him but he 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 knows that we need more of him in those times especially and um so yeah that's how kind of I see things a little bit different now and in her song how she exalts God's character and talks about all the different things about who he is not you gave me this kid and now look at how great my life is but you are good and you do these amazing things that we don't expect you to do. And uh, Dina, I love how you said of like appealing to his, uh, like the warrior, like he fights for us. Yeah. Like, whew, yeah, we, and you need that in those moments. For sure. So Hannah ended with those words of God's character. What have you learned about who God is through this? Ooh, um, you just, you can't hold him down. Like, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, he, I always tell people that he's, he's kind of wild. Like, it's like the, you know, Narnia thing of like Aslan of like, he's not a tame lion. <laughs> um, and he's not like, he, he, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's hard to find words, honestly. Like I, um, I've just seen him move and I want more of him uh, now. I love that you brought in Narnia. One of my favorite lines from the Narnia series Whoop. is when they say Aslan is on the move. Yes. Like, isn't that when you see hummingbirds or things like that, you're like, oh, God Something, is on the yes. move. Yes. You can take those little breaths because, yeah, there's still that brokenness and there's still those uncertainty. Like, it's not until we actually, like, sign or, you know, are there in the adoption proceedings that they are, like, officially legally ours. And so there's still all those times of being like, I don't know how this is going to end, God, but he has given us those little signposts and those little reminders where you can catch your breath and kind of say, okay, you're here. I love that. And I love, I think you said it earlier, that we can trust him with the timing of our story. Mm -hmm. What we think is best, what we hope for, sometimes isn't in God's timing, but no. he's such a good author and we can trust him. Mm -hmm. And so you hold those babies and you know, <laughs> oh yeah, God, you knew. Yeah. You you knew that I I was the one to be their mom. Like <laughs> you're writing a really good story. I yeah. love that. <laughs> well, 
We always try to end our podcast asking our guests if they have a favorite prayer story to share. And I know we've just talked about the most amazing, miraculous <laughs> prayer story of your life. But is there anything else that you could um, share with us about prayer and what you're learning about prayer? Sure. Um, I would say for right now, uh, kind of where I'm at with God is that I've been very kind of holding him at arm's length of like, okay, cool, you did this. Let's not uh, let's not get any other cool ideas, shall we? Like, let's just stay right here. This is good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in that he's reminded me of his faithfulness throughout everything. And so I'm learning to kind of let go of that need to hold him down and to just let him move where he's going to move and how he's going to move too. So uh, since um, becoming a mom, I have realized that uh, time with Jesus uh, doesn't look like it did before. I don't have the uh, um, Instagram perfect, uh, <laughs> you know, Chris, Christian Instagram Bible with the coffee cup and everything all nice and set out and beautiful. Like a lot of the time it's like, all right, I got to get up at the crack of dawn just right before they wake up, hopefully, or, you know, just close my door and uh, have some time with them in there. And um, yeah, because of that, I have, um, uh, I've been able to then release things to God. And uh, the other day I was in the midst of one of those prayers of like, I, I, my mind feels so busy. I feel so rushed. I feel like I don't have enough time in the day and I don't feel relaxed when I'm with you. And he reminded me, very gently, I'm here and I will always be here, even when you feel like your brain's exploding, even when um, the kids are running around or crawling around, as it were, and, uh, you know, you your life isn't what you thought it would be in that moment. I am still here and I want to be with you and I am with you. And so that's been a more recent uh, prayer thing for me that's been very comforting. <laughs> So beautiful. That's so great. A friend told me once when I, I have four kids as well as you know, and um, when I was struggling to find my time with Jesus, my Instagram perfect time in the morning, uh, a friend reminded me that if you were going to go, you know, hang out with one of your good friends, would you leave your kids behind? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'd have no one to watch them. <laughs> and he said, well, Jesus is the greatest friend. Come yes. meet him with your kids. Totally. And I have carried that with me because my house has not gotten quieter or mm -hmm. less crazy. Nope. Um, but I still cherish those loud, messy times that I get mm. to spend with Jesus. Yes. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. We'll be back next time with excerpts from our Gather event where we will be talking about blessings. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, Suzanne, for being with us. We loved having you. We love you. Aw, we love you, too. Definitely. We love you, too. I love you, too. Thank you for having me. It was great. Oh, it's been so great hearing your story. We'll meet you all here again next time when we gather around our podcast table, immerse ourselves in scripture, and disciple one another toward Jesus. Mm -hmm.